Hey, Lux Lifer, it is time to get your power back. Stop giving your summer away to frustration because you're worried about your body in a bathing suit at the pool. Stop giving your summer away to frustration because you can't find a decent looking dress to wear to that wedding that you've been invited to. Stop giving your summer away to all of the things that you don't like about your current weight. Look, it is time for a fresh start. It is time for a new beginning. It is time to learn the Stop Dieting Forever weight loss process. I want this to be the last summer that you're hiding in your cover-up. I want you to learn how to create full confidence in yourself as you learn to lose weight for the last time. You know this is what your body is craving. Now you just need to get your mind on board and enroll in the Stop Dieting Forever program. Registration will open August 8th and will close August 14th. So go to jenniferdent.com forward slash bootcamp and get signed up. Now let's continue with today's podcast episode. If it were possible to achieve your goal weight and stay there permanently without dieting? Welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I am going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Lux Lifer, welcome to episode 111. This is your certified life and weight loss coach, Jennifer Dent Brown from jenniferdent.com. And I am excited to introduce you to Amy and Yusefa. In today's episode, you're going to hear how they have ascended through the three phases of weight loss. I've talked about the three phases before, learn, lose, live. Amy and Yusefa are walking examples of what is possible. They learned the process. They worked the process 90 days at a time. And now they are living life at their forever weight. Amy has lost 29 pounds and Yusefa has lost 21 pounds in just about seven months. So in today's conversation with the three of us, you're going to hear what drew them to my process, how they discovered me, how they handled working out while losing weight, how group coaching helped them with weight loss, and what they learned about themselves and who they have become in the process of achieving their goal in seven months. In fact, you're going to hear how I ruffled some feathers during some group coaching sessions and how this Lux Lifer handled it and learned from it and grew from it. So you're also going to hear how they approached the daily work, right? The process, the daily work that needs to happen as part of the Stop Dieting Forever process and how that fueled their mental, their emotional, and their physical transformation to where they are today. Now, they are living life at their forever weight. And they tell the truth about what it takes to live life in maintenance 
and what the daily work looks like in this phase of their journey. So if you want this to be your story, if you're like wondering how you can live life at your forever weight and be a Lux Lifer living life at your forever weight, you've got to start with the boot camp and commit to working the process in 90-day increments or 90-day sprints until you achieve your forever weight. There is no shortcut to the process. Both Amy and Yusefa started together in the boot camp about seven months ago. And now they're 29 and 21 pounds later, and their confidence has increased a thousand fold. You're going to hear what they have accomplished in addition to losing the weight, but how other things in their lives have changed. So your opportunity to follow in their footsteps is coming up. Registration will open on August 8th. It is time. If you've been listening and you've been curious and you're like, how is it even possible that you can lose 29 pounds and 21 pounds in seven months without counting calories, without counting macros? Now is the time. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash bootcamp while you're listening to this episode and get yourself registered. I cannot wait to see you inside and I can't wait to celebrate with you when you achieve your forever weight. All right, enjoy this interview with Yusefa and with Amy. Lux Lifers, I have an exciting interview planned. This is the first of its kind. I have two of my amazing Lux Lifers who are current members of the Stop Dieting Forever membership or program. But their experience is one that is their first. They're pioneers. They both started as boot campers and they follow the process all the way through to their forever weight. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, let me just reiterate how this works, how you get off of the weight loss struggle bus, because my two guests today have done it. Phase one is where you learn the stop dieting forever process. Real simple. You do this within the 30-day boot camp. You learn everything about changing your mindset, understanding why you are overweight, how to change that, and then you work the process. And you do that in the 30 days. Once you finish the 30-day boot camp, you move into the Stop Dieting Forever program, which is what my two guests have done today. And you work the process. We work on our goals 90 days at a time. That's phase two, which is the lose phase. And these two ladies have arrived at phase three, which is live. They have reached their forever weight. And now they are creating their maintenance mindset within the program as Lux Lifers. And so I am excited to invite Yusefa Smith here and Amy Cobbs here to the podcast so they can tell you about their experience coming from the boot camp all the way through to living life at their forever weight. All right. So I'm going to start with Amy because your name starts with an A. <laughs> and you're at the top of my screen. So Amy, just go ahead, introduce yourself. And tell everyone how you found me and then how you ended up deciding to take the boot camp. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Amy Cobbs. I found Jennifer by just searching in my Apple podcast. I was looking for someone to give me some inspiration on how to stop dieting. Like I was on and off. My emotions were up and down. 
I just wanted to listen to someone that was speaking the language I needed to hear. And I found Jennifer's podcast. And as a runner, it was summer during COVID. And I just listened to podcasts one through however many she had recorded at the time while I ran every single day, every lunch break, I was listening to everything she had as far as content on her podcast. And so that was my start. And that's how I introduced myself to the Stop Dieting Forever program. I even went on a vacation before I ever spoke to Jennifer and and lost two pounds just from listening to the podcast and kind of just getting that mindset work of how I wanted to experience my life. Everything that she talked about sounded exactly like what I wanted. I wanted to experience my life. I didn't want to count macros anymore. I didn't want to go to the gym just because I wanted a certain body. I wanted to live my life. And being part of this community has given me that and so much more. I love hearing people just like, I just found your podcast. I was just searching and boom, there you were. So I always feel like that was just divinely guided that I ended up in your ears. So thank you for sharing that, Amy. Yusefa. So I think Jen and I actually were members in another group. And so I knew your name. Yeah, I don't know if it was Black Women Who Want More or if it was Divas Who Do Dinner. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So many of those networking groups. Yeah, I remember your name because you started a community service program or something with LaShawn. Yes. And, you know, it piqued my interest because I'm into community service. I was like, that's pretty neat. And this was 10 years ago? Yeah, maybe more. Maybe more 12 years ago. Yeah. So I knew your name, but ironically, my husband is friends with your husband. Mm -hmm. So we got invited to your wedding. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, oh, this is interesting because I knew you, but didn't really know you. And my husband actually knows your husband Mm -hmm. on a friendship level. So we were Facebook friends and I just continued to see things about your business. And I had gotten to a point where I became interested in knowing more about the business because I was continuing to gain weight. I've never been a dieter, but I was exercising to lose weight and no longer exercising to enjoy it, to feel good, to relieve stress. And that was taking a toll on my mental health. And so it was really like out of desperation, you know, like I saw you as a just normal person who looked fit and healthy. And that's what I wanted. I want to be fit. I want to be healthy. And so I was like, I don't have anything to lose. I'm going to go for it. So, you know, out of desperation and since following you for years, seeing your business, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go do it. And it really turned out to be exactly what I needed. So you all both started in the same boot camp. So that was last December? November. November. Okay. And fast forward seven months later. So Amy, you've lost how much weight? In the program, I've lost 12 pounds. I love it. Yusefa, you've lost how much? 21 pounds. All right. So let's go back to the beginning. 
I think is interesting. Both of you mentioned that you were already exercising. You were already like doing some type of physical activity. And I remember I see you, Sefa, occasionally because we lived in the same neighborhood, walking around the school, like doing our laps. And I'm like, hey, girl. And I think it's interesting. I love the fact that you said that you were working out to lose weight at that point. And that's when you get burned out. That's when you get burned out physically and emotionally, like thinking, I've got to do this thing. I've got to do this thing. I've got to work out. I've got to work out because I don't like where I am now. And you lose the benefits, the emotional benefits of weight loss. So you suffered, did you stop working out at one point when you first started the boot camp, or were you continuing to work out? What was your journey? I completely abandoned working out when we started the boot camp. And it was like, you know what? I just need to focus on this process and getting my mind right. You know, and honestly, it was the perfect thing for me because it just allowed me to reset, you know, my focus. And also to not like overcrowd the process with things I was trying to like get good at, I guess, make habits. So yeah, I completely just stopped working out. I mean, just, I did nothing. I didn't even go for a walk. It was just like, nope, not doing it. I'm not going to stress myself out. It's getting no space in my brain for the next 30 days. Yeah. And I actually recommend that people do that. And it depends, right? So if you're the person like Yusefa was and like I used to be, you're working out as like punishment, trying to like get off this weight because you ate too much the previous day or you ate too much at happy hour. I tell people if that's your experience with working out, stop it, right? As you're going through the boot camp, as you're learning the process, let that go. Because the first thing that I teach is like, you've got to leave all of those dieting rules behind. Everything that you believed, you thought you knew about weight loss, let it go. And one of the things that sets people up for failure is that they're trying to do too many things at one time. They're trying to change the way they eat. They're trying to like do their journaling. They're trying to start a new workout plan. And it's too much at one time and you're not focusing on any one thing. So I'm glad that you took that advice and you just like let the working out go because at some point, and I tell this to everyone, at some point, if you stop the working out, you are naturally going to have the desire to move your body again. And it's going to come from a much more loving place. Now, Amy, I remember when you joined, like you were always a runner. I remember, I think it might have been when we did our kickoff call and you were talking about running or being a runner, like you do distance running. Oh, and you were posting in the group that you were running in like ridiculously cold temperatures. (laughs) In the weather. And I was like, girl. But my thought is, if this is something that you're already doing and you enjoy it, keep doing it. So what was your experience with exercise, Amy, when you joined the program? When I joined the program, it was November and very cold in Nebraska. I was doing a combination of I had gotten myself, I shortly after I joined the program said, just one day a week, you're going to have a run and the rest of the days of weeks, you're going to do like a boot camp, like kickboxing type style of workout. And that always was something I enjoyed. And I always kind of got what I came for. So 
throughout the colder months in Nebraska, that's what I did. I did one day of running and I did alternate cross training. And for me, that was very healthy. It's really panned out now that summer is here that I did not burn myself out like I would have previously. So before getting in the community and learning some of the mindset work, I was always like, if I don't run, I'm going to this. This is going to happen. I'm not going to be able to function because I didn't run. And so being part of Stop Dieting Forever has really helped me to manage my mind around the reason why I do run or why I don't run because they're both a choice and they're both very healthy toward my end goal and who I want to be. I love that. So tell us, what's like the farthest you've run? I know you do like some serious mileage. So today, the farthest I've ran is 32 miles. Next Saturday, I will be able to say the farthest that I have ran is over 36. Is it a special run you're doing next week? Yes. I love it. And you, you run for veterans, right? Yes, I do run and I support an organization called Wear Blue Run to Remember. And it is a organization that runs for the fallen, for the fighting and for the families. So every time I run, I typically dedicate my miles to a family member or a soldier who has passed away. I love that. So that's even a different inspiration to run to, right? It's not all about you. It's not all about like burning calories and all the things. It's like you're running for a purpose, which is different from just like, I got to run because I ate too much food. It's coming from a different place. The motivation is coming from a different place. Okay. I want to talk to you all about, I want to hear, like Amy mentioned a lot about she wanting to change her mindset and making the shift. Well, you tell me what you made the shift from and what you made the shift to. I made the shift from counting calories, from counting macros. You know, when you count macros, it's easy to eat a donut, ice cream, maybe have a salad here or there. You're not truly fueling your body for your adventure or for your life. And so that was something that I have up, down, kind of roller coaster ride with sometimes. And until I started working on why it is I'm wanting these foods and why it is I'm eating them. The scale didn't move for me. In the beginning of the boot camp, the scale did not move very well because I hadn't gotten to the point where I realized that, yes, I can eat whatever I want in this program. However, these foods are still going to do the same things that they used to do to my body. They're not going to energize me. They're going to make me feel sluggish. They're going to clog up my digestive system things like that. So as I moved through the program out of boot camp and into that 90-day phase, I really started to pay attention and notice through my data what certain foods were doing to my daily weight fluctuation. I love it. I love that so much because that is exactly how this program is designed, right? I don't tell you all what to eat in the boot camp. You all have to decide And you need to learn what foods fuel your body, what feels good in your body versus me being like, eat this, don't eat this. Because the minute somebody says, don't eat this, what's the one thing you want to do? You want to go eat it, (laughs) right? So I love that everybody gets to that point, Amy, at different points. And this is why we work on our goals in the program in phase two, 90 days at a time. Now, Yusefa, I've seen your growth, right? 
leaning more towards just unprocessed food. So do you want to tell us a little bit about, and you've been such an inspiration in the group, but you're like the trailblazer for just really committing to eating high quality foods. Do you want to tell us about that transition for you? Yeah. So I think part of the process, you know, is like discovery. And for me, I had to like discover why my body was reacting the way it was. And at one point, I just had this aha moment in terms of like, it's all of this processed food I'm eating. You know, I was just paying attention to how I felt when I didn't eat it, when I did eat it. And I've always had like high cholesterol. I remember that in the beginning. What was some of the stuff you were eating, processed foods? The, well, I'll say like the regular stuff I ate, pasta, pizza, bread. You know, I love a good pastry, a good donut. I mean, I used to pride myself on the fact that I could eat so much. I mean, I won an eating contest the first year that I taught, I can throw down. (laughs) (laughs) It was all of those things that contributed. You know, I I was a big napper. Part of the reason why I napped so much was because of all the processed food I was eating. You know, I love popcorn or chips and it doesn't matter how big the bag gets, the bigger the bag, the more I'm going to eat in one sitting. It's just, it doesn't matter. And so just looking at these things and just realizing how many different areas of my life it was affecting. But what was empowering was that I didn't have to stop eating all of those things. I just needed to start eating more of the things that I already liked, Mm -hmm. you know, put those things first. And I think what it was is more so when I started seeing the results of what was happening when I wasn't having the processed food, it encouraged me to continue to crowd out more because I wanted to feel energized. I didn't want to feel anxious all the time. All of these like inflammation markers that manifested itself in so many different ways. And so, I mean, I still love me some chocolate. It's always in my refrigerator. (laughs) But I can't remember the last time I had a donut. Not that I'm against donuts. I just don't have room. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have room because you learn the concept of crowding out. Right. Right. Everybody gets to this point at a different point in their journey. For some people, it takes much longer. They're just like, I'm not ready to give up my donuts. I'm not ready to give up my sweet iced tea. And that's fine. That's not a problem. You have to decide when you want to feel a certain way in your body more than you want the enjoyment of the instant gratification of eating the donut or the Snickers bar. Remember, Amy, I remember coaching you on the Snickers bars, right? And once you make that mental transition and it just becomes who you are, it just seems like, dang, I can't remember. Like I used to eat all that. Perfect example. So literally today we went to seasons 52 with my husband and my in-laws, my sister-in-law, Father's Day with my bonus son. And I don't know if you have seasons 52 where you are in Nebraska, Amy, but they have like these little mini desserts that come in like a little shooter glass. Mm. 
you know, they're small-ish. So they're like, I don't know, 150, 200, 250 calories. But Kevin and I were laughing because we were like, yeah, I remember we used to come and get like four of them each. <laughs> we'll have like one of this one and this one and this one and this one. And it just like the thought of doing that now is just so far removed from my mind. I was like, yeah, we used to do that all the time. That's how we connected on our dates. So it's just funny when you think back to how you used to be. So I'm glad you brought that up. And you mentioned one word, you said it's about discovery. And I think that's like the underlying theme of learning the process in the boot camp and then mastering the process in the program. So I just want to like give people a little bit of like context of how I came up with this because it wasn't like I woke up one day and I was like, oh, I'm going to create a three-phase weight loss process. It literally has been just everything that I see my clients needing, I will create something to meet them where they are. I've been coaching one-on-one since 2014. And I remember I created the boot camp, the 30-day boot camp, which came from like a five-day challenge I was running. I think that was in 2019. I used to do like these free five-day challenges. It was like, lose your next 10 pounds. And then I was like, oh, it was like a 10-day challenge. And then I remember I created, like, it was literally a divine download. I created the content for the bootcamp because it was literally exactly what I was seeing my clients missing. And I didn't want to create something for weight loss where I was going to be like, okay, now we're going to do this. We're all going to cut out sugar or we're all going to walk 10,000 steps a day because I had done all of those things. But what I noticed in doing those things is that it wasn't permanent, right? Everybody can cut out sugar for a period of time. Everybody can like, yeah, we're going to do 10,000 steps a day. Like you can do that for a period of time, but it doesn't become a habit. So when I created the boot camp, I was already doing, I had this group thing happening with my private clients. We had a Facebook group. I would do the weekly trainings, which is pause. And so everything just kind of like melded together as this process. I was like, oh, that really is three steps from going to being overweight to being your forever weight and living life at maintenance. And now it's like three steps. You've got the learn phase, you've got the lose phase. And now we have you all now are in the live phase. So talk to us about your transition from achieving your goal weight. Because Amy, you were all like, you hit your goal on the sneak tip. (laughs) (laughs) I think kind of nonchalantly in like you're responding to a post. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, Amy, did you just reach your goal? And you're like, oh yeah, I reached it during the six pound challenge or something. And I was like, okay. So tell us about one, when you reached your forever weight, Let's talk about that. And then we'll talk about your transition from the lose phase to the live phase. So Amy, tell us when you hit your goal, how'd you do it and what happened? I misspoken when you asked how much weight I've lost. So I started the program at 177 in November and I reached my maintenance goal or my goal of 150 May, like 20 something. Oh, so you lost how many pounds? So I, I lost like that 12 in the, in like the, the last challenge, but overall it's been, I'm mathing, sorry. It's like about 20-ish. Okay. Yusuf is 
You're smart. You're an engineer. Yusuf was helping me figure this out. 177 to 148. And then my maintenance range is 150 to 153. Okay. So you lost 29 pounds, essentially. Thank you. You lost 29 pounds from listening to my podcast, joining the boot camp, working on your goal 90 days at a time, bing, bang, boom, 29 pounds. And now you've reached your forever weight. Yes. I love it. That makes my heart just so happy. <laughs> Mine too. Because when we first started our identity statement, one of the things I wanted to do was be the woman who was confident in her skin and all of the rooms that she is in. Oh, I love that. Whether that was my running or my work or just being with my friends, like I just wanted that confidence. Some of our journaling, I really got to, you're happier when you are healthy. And what does that look like for you? You're drinking your water, you're going to bed and you're sleeping very well. <laughs> I know we've talked a lot about rest. You're eating foods that honor your body. I've never had a hard time eating vegetables. I probably eat more variety of vegetables than anyone really wants to ever hear about, but I will always share. <laughs> I eat those in big quantities as well, just because I found that my body works well with vegetables, with protein. I don't feel good and I eat a lot of processed food. So first of all, I'm just laughing Amy's laughing too, but I'm laughing because we can't figure out how much weight you lost because here's the thing, y'all. It's not about the number, right? We set the number. We set a goal. We set like an arbitrary goal of like, this is going to be our goal, but it's about and what I teach you all in the program. It's about who you're becoming as you're working towards that goal, right? So you set the goal to be 150, 148 pounds. But it was really about, in your identity statement, it was more so about being more confident, right? And so that's what you were working on, creating that confidence. And I love that in every room that you are in. So it's like, oh yeah, by the way, I lost 29 pounds <laughs> on my way of being more confident. I love that. So Yusefa, tell us when you reached your goal. I mean, we watched you lose weight because you're very consistent. Amy, you too, right? You come to all the group coaching calls, you post in the group, you're celebrating, you follow the process, you do the work. When you're, you're struggling, you're like, I have a question. I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know if this is right. You're a very good student. Your journey was trending down. I don't think you hit any sticky points at all. But tell us about when you did hit your forever weight. So I feel like... It was really maybe three pounds before I hit my goal that I felt like I had arrived. And whether or not I got to that initial goal that I set, it didn't even matter because I could live again. And that's really what it was about. I wanted to be able to live and just have a certain clarity about this is what health feels like. And I was in charge. And that's really what it was about for me. I wanted to be in charge and I just didn't feel that way prior. That's why I joined the boot camp because it's like, I'm not in charge here. I just feel hopeless. Mm -hmm. And so it was at that point, I was at a hundred, like 33 pounds. And I felt like I don't have to lose one more pound. 
I felt like I had arrived. And I mean, I have to tell you, I was feeling myself in a way. (laughs) (laughs) I was, you couldn't tell me nothing because I just felt like it didn't matter what was going on, what was going to happen in life. This weight loss thing, I had this in a bag. I knew what I was doing, knew how I was going to do it. And nobody could tell me anything different. You know, and that was just really empowering because like I said, I never was into like dieting, but I counted calories, you know, and it's like, I could do this without counting calories. Do you know how fast I deleted my fitness pal off of my phone? No, that's right. <laughs> Maybe you know? too. <laughs> <laughs> it just freed up my mental faculties to just live my life. And you know, what's so great is like, I'll go to work and see people I haven't seen in the past two years. And they tell me I look younger, which I already look young to begin with. But if you're going to tell me I look younger, hunty child, <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me tell you the process is working because I feel younger. You know, oh, I just right. feel like I came into the boot camp and I would have headaches after I eat. You know, and it was really about like the buildup of what I've been eating and how I've been eating it. And I just turned that all around. And so for me, it was just like, this is what living feels like. And I'm the captain of this ship. I'm not saying I'm perfect because I'm still working on managing my mind. But the awareness that I did not have, I have such confidence in myself because of the awareness that I developed. And I had already achieved it prior to like getting to my goal. Yeah. Weight loss is just the beginning y'all, of the transformation, right? And again, this is how the process is designed. Y'all come to me because you want to lose weight. But what you gain in the process of learning how to lose weight is a hunty child moment, as Yusefa so lovingly said. <laughs> and Amy was over there giving her like two snaps up, right? Two snaps in a circle because that's how you feel. It's like, oh, I conquered this mountain. I know exactly how I finally conquered this weight loss mountain. Give me something else, right? I can handle anything. Okay, I want to shift gears a little bit. Oh, wait, before I shift gears, do you mind sharing your ages with everyone? You saw them? I do not. I am 41 years young. I am 40 years young. All right now, see, women in their 40s. It is possible to lose weight over 40. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit. I mentioned before that both of you were very consistent in coming to group coaching. So I facilitate group coaching, SDF coaches. We have group coaching calls at least twice a week. And both of you were very consistent in coming to the group coaching calls or making sure that you watched the replay and then adding in your comments and watching the replay. So I want to hear how being coached, listening to coaching, listening to other people be coached, how that helped you as you were in this phase two, which is the lose phase. I'll go. So I remember thinking of a thought I had when I was just a little girl. It was like, I am going to learn from other people's mistakes because I don't have time to make them all myself. 
Mm, And that thought is what propelled me through the program in terms of coaching, because just listening to other people share what they've tried, what they didn't try. And it's just like, thank you. Putting that tool in my toolkit for free. I don't need to go ahead and make that mistake myself because they've already done it. So there's a lot of that going on with the coaching, but also like, you know, just doing the daily journaling and reflecting and there's like blind spots. So that's what the coaching does for me. It reveals the things that I'm not seeing on my own. And it's those small adjustments that really continue to allow me to lose weight week after week after week, because I'm coming back for like the braces. You got to get the adjustment. <laughs> get it tightened up. <laughs> That's right. It might be a little painful for a day because sometimes I will come out salty. <laughs> salty. Have to think about it. I might have to write Jenna a letter saying, I don't like you in this moment. <laughs> Let me tell <laughs> Let me tell you how you was wrong about that analysis. But then, <laughs> then mm-hmm. you get over your feelings and then really get to the heart of the matter. It's like, you know, why am I so riled up about this? It's not that serious. So obviously I need to do some work because I'm riled up about something that's worth two cents. <laughs> I it. love it. I'm like, if you're not triggered by being coached sometimes and something's not right, because all a coach is doing is reflecting back your own thoughts, right? Your own thinking. And this is the thinking you said, like you said, it's that blind spot. It's the thing that you don't want to acknowledge that you're thinking, or you don't want to acknowledge that you're believing. I'm just here to reflect back what you're already thinking. But it's like, sometimes it's very jarring to see that. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I know I'm like, I didn't, I'm ruffled. I just ruffled some feathers. I could see the look on people's faces like, okay, I'm I'm like, okay, just go back, listen to the replay, right? Go back, let it sink in and think about it. I'm so so glad you brought that up. All right, Amy, because you are very consistent. I know with you, Amy, I always used to watch you. You would come on and you would always like be taking notes. You would always be writing stuff. I definitely benefited and enjoyed in the beginning hearing others' stories and knowing that I wasn't in this boat by myself. When I came into the boot camp, I felt like I'm a woman of color. I want to be around other women of color who are succeeding. And even if we made mistakes, we made them together and the community had that open feeling for us all to wrestle with what we were dealing with together. And so we all learned something from someone else. So whether we were being coached or we were listening to coaching, we were also being coached. I remember maybe in week two or shortly after I had been coached once or twice, I was like, I'm not doing that again. I hate hearing myself because Jennifer always encourages us if we are being actively coached to go back and listen to the replay. So I noticed for a week that I had kept trying to listen through one of the calls and I kept ah, my voice. Blah, blah, blah. It wasn't anything about my voice. It was what I was saying and what I didn't want to hear that I did not like about that call. And I, once I got over that, 
it made a world of difference for me. It wasn't my voice. It wasn't what I was saying that was wrong. I just needed to open my mind to wrestle or to work on what I was saying as well as what I was being coached on and truly, honestly answering the questions that were being asked of me. Yeah, I love that you said that, Amy. And I think when you can get over yourself, right, when it comes to being coached, the more you can do that, the more open you are to hearing what you need to hear in that moment. But the more resistant you are, and look, I'm the first person, my coach was, I'm very resistant when I'm one of those defensive people. Like, oh no, uh uh-uh, you're wrong about that. Mm -mm." I'm like, it's just my ADHD brain. Like, it's just me. But I've learned to like, okay, I may not agree with what you're saying right now, but I am willing to like sit with it and go back and listen and think about, well, what if it's true that what you're saying is correct? Like, what if it's possible that what you just pointed out to me could be correct? I'm willing to be open enough to consider it. But I had to grow to that point because very in the beginning, when I first started getting coach and my first coach was, she's a strong coach. I was like, oh no, mm-mm, she's got it wrong. Kind of like Yusefa was with me. <laughs> but now that I'm more, I mean, sometimes my initial reaction is defensiveness, but then I'm like, okay, let me just fall back for a minute. And, okay. and is it possible that she could be right? Okay. Because at the end of the day, growth and mental expansion, emotional expansion, transformation, it's uncomfortable. Like it ain't easy. It's not like getting a massage. It's not like a walk in the park. It is difficult. And so when you're willing to feel uncomfortable, when you're more willing to put yourself in positions where you're like, I don't know, but I'm going to ask this question anyway, when you're willing to be more open, the result is that your transformation is bigger at the end of the day. Your result is bigger. And you guys are both an example of that, right? Consistency and being coached and following the process. And then like six, seven months later, you guys are living your best lives at your maintenance weight. So thank you for sharing the role of coaching in your transformation. So how has it been? So what I teach is like, when you reach your forever weight, you have that number, but when you hit the number, boom, you're not going to stay that number forever. So that's not the goal. Like if your goal is 130 pounds, like it's ridiculous to expect that you're going to wake up every day and be 130 pounds. So what I teach is like, you decide what that range is going to be. And I give yourselves like a two pound up at the top of the range and two pounds below. And then you have like your average baseline that you're kind of focusing on. And that's where you stay within that five pounds. And once you hit the top of the five pounds, you're like, "Uh oh, I need to go back into the lose phase and like get myself together, figure out why this happened. So how has it been for you all transferring from active weight loss now to maintenance? Who wants to go first? I'll go. So I would say it's, I'm still discovering. And I think what it is, is one, because I am including more food, shall I say, in my daily plan, because I've been exercising a lot more, but also I've been allowing more processed food, not a lot, but either way, 
it was a lot more than when I was losing. And so I'm seeing a lot more fluctuations. But what's really interesting is like the scale doesn't bother me at all. I jump on it. I record it. Sometimes I do my brain dump without even weighing in yet, you know, because it really, to me, as long as I'm within a certain range, alarms don't go off, you know, and I think it has to be such a huge range and it wouldn't even be about the weight. It would be like, you know what? I think I might need to go get checked out because it would just have to be so profound. But maintenance for me just revealed how much more work I need to manage my mind. You know, and it's just, I haven't quite arrived there yet, but I'm aware that the work needs to be done. And just realizing more, I didn't think I was concerned about gaining the weight back, but I think I'm uncovering, I am. I am concerned about gaining the weight back. And part of it is just like, you know what? And that's why you keep not putting chocolate on your plan. And so right now I'm like, you know what? The damn chocolate is going on the plan. I don't care whether (laughs) I want it. (laughs) It's going on the plan. You know, I'm putting it on the plan every day to give myself permission because I just know I need to do that work. So Mm -hmm. the weight, the weight is maintaining, but the mind managing is an area I got more work to do. I peel back some layers, but there's still some layers there to work on. Yeah. The sneaky self-sabotaging thoughts, they're always going to be there. Your circumstance is different, right? Your current circumstance, your current weight is different. So the thoughts are still there though. So you're just uncovering those thoughts. And that is a huge thought for people who do reach their goal weight. There is that fear that they're going to gain the weight back. And I'm so glad that you caught yourself, right? When you start to like, oh, let me restrict myself. You know, you start doing those diety things again. Like, oh, let me not eat this or let me like add on to my workout and let me do this. It's that dieter's mindset kind of like, oh, I got to make sure I do this to ensure I don't gain the weight back. So good job, Yusefa. Keep discovering, right? (laughs) It's always a discovery. Look, I am completely discovering new things with my body in this phase that I am in based on my hormones. I'm in perimenopause and all the things are happening and all the things that I was like, oh, that's not going to happen to me. It's like, oh, it's fascinating, right? But I'm not tripping. I'm just like, oh, this is a very interesting phase that I'm in. And I'm always like, let me figure this out because I can help my clients. Once I figure it out, I'm going to help my clients. So Amy, tell us about your transition. Yes. So right now, my curiosity is in my mind. I'm eating more food, but I'm still maintaining my weight. What do I need to eat and continue to eat to fuel what I need my body to do for me? So one of the things that I've worked really hard on is, am I really hungry or if I, am I anxious or bored? And that still continues, I think, in maintenance with just life, you know, we always go through our- We're all like vigorously nodding our heads like- (laughs) Our emotions change, our workloads change, our family lives change. And again, like I have said before, like where my weight has been over my life has been between my ears. It's been the things that I've believed about myself. And so even going from a point where I'm 
out of where I'm actively losing weight into a maintenance, I still have to maintain working on my mind and working on the curiosity of what happens when I eat this much versus what happens when I eat that much. Fluctuations on the scale don't really upset me too much. And I think it is because I've gotten very consistent with taking my weight data that I can see, okay, my weight's going to go up a little bit, then it's going to come back down. My cycle is going to do this and then it's going to shoot back down or shoot back up. And so just moving into maintenance is still continuing to like use those skills of journaling and really paying attention to your data. Yeah, 100%. The things that we've learned really become part of who we are. I totally get why now you said, where do you want to see yourself in so many days? And that's the person you're writing to because from day one, I've been writing to the person that I'm becoming and I'm still working at becoming. And so it doesn't matter what the scale says because I'm still working at whether I feel good, whether I'm confident. Am I getting enough sleep? Like those are still markers that I'm trying to hit every day. Yeah, the process. I remember there was one person who's in the program now. She was like, at what point do we stop doing it? (laughs) Stop doing the work. (laughs) I was like, once you look at it as not tedious work that you're doing and you're actually looking at it as something that enhances your life, it's not a burden. It's not a problem. I sit down every single morning. I go downstairs. I get my mug of hot water and I sit down with my 90 day journal, my planner, and I do my brain dump. I decide, like, I look at my data. I'm figuring things out. I work around my thoughts about what's happening. Like, I do the work, not because I'm like trying to check, oh, this is done. It's because it's just part of who I am and what I do. And it's part of my emotional regulation for the day. And it's just such a powerful tool and a powerful strategy. So both of y'all are still doing the process, right? But you're just doing it with a different lens, right? But it's still being curious and it's still discovering, right? Yusefa is what you said. Okay, so as we close up, like, are there any last words that you wanna share Because both of you, well, Amy, for one, you were listening to the podcast. Is there anything that you would want to share with someone who may be just discovering me for the first time and is like, is it true that I can like lose weight without counting calories? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Period. (laughs) What would you tell them if they are listening right now? I would say to believe in yourself enough to give yourself the gift to keep listening and keep coming back. Take notes. Like you said, get out your pencil and paper if you're not in a place where you can write this down and and redo it. Anything that you can do, any gift that you can give yourself as far as really thinking about the podcast and thinking about what is being said. My favorite quote from you, Jennifer, is, well, two, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So if you're looking for your next step, you're going to have to take it in order to make a change. And the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Mm -hmm. So as my weight and everything started accelerating, I started hitting my, my running goals. I got a promotion at work. 
like my mind was managed. I was able to clearly think I was able to keep moving forward. So the way you do one thing is definitely the way you do everything. For Amy Cobbs, look at you doing all the big things. <laughs> I love it. All right, Yusefa, what would you want to leave the listeners with today? I would say just thinking about what it is you're trying to accomplish. For me, the major part of starting a program was believing that I was worth the investment. That was the first step of declaring to myself which direction I was going in. And then when we started the process, she said, you know, get what you came for and listen, that's <laughs> all you needed to say because that was my mantra throughout the entire process. And even going into the program was like, Yusefa is coming to get what she came for. I don't care what anybody else is doing. This is what I'm doing. And it was just so empowering every day. I guess like when I look back on it, I decided I wanted to be empowered and therefore I was. Yeah. I love that. And you come from a, that's when you come from that mindset, it's like, you're going to do what you need to do to clear your schedule, to make sure you do the work, to make sure you raise your hand and make sure you get the questions answered that you need to get answered. I remember Yusefa would come to some coaching calls and she'd be like, eh, I don't think I have anything. Like I'm good. And every time somebody says I'm good, I'm like, okay, well just, how are you doing? And I can always, as soon as I start talking, I always pick up a thought. I'm like, oh, pause. Let's let's check that thought right there, right? So even when you thought you were good, you still show it up for yourself because something in you was like, there's something else that I need to get. There's something else that I could get from the connection of being here on the call. So, so good. I'm so proud of both of you. Y'all are like, the one thing, you guys didn't know this before we started recording, but you are the first two clients that were not my personal private clients, like we haven't done any one-on-one -on -one coaching together, who came straight from the boot camp all the way through the three phases. And now you're at your forever wait. You're like the pioneers. You're like the Harriet Tubman's of the process. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, you're the first, right? So you're the first of many. You're leading the way. So I'm so glad both of you agreed to like take the time out to do this podcast interview because it's going to go down in history. And there's going to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women who are going to follow exactly in your footsteps. They're going to listen to the podcast. They're going to be like, well, Amy said I could lose weight without counting calories. And Yusefa seemed like she was able to follow the process. Maybe I can do it too. And then they're going to go through the boot camp learn the process and boom, they're going to be at their forever weight. Mm -hmm. Mind blown. So thank you so much for being an example of what is possible and sharing your stories and your experience. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for inviting me. Hey, so we're going to end this podcast. Y'all can go enjoy the rest of your weekends and I'll see y'all, the two of you in the group. And to everyone else who's listening, live Lux, and I will see you all in the next episode. Hey, 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 before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you like today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, 
I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever. Dieting forever.